Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Much like Sutton's horse, I love to get a hey. My <laughs> 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 tummy. Okay. Was that so good? Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Oh, do you want mine? Yeah. <laughs> Are you new? The best way to lip sync is to not even try. Oh, I love it. That's for Adriana. You know what's so interesting? I don't know if she was actually trying to lip sync or not. So we were going to do a Taking It Personally, but I just in real time was like, we're not doing that because we haven't even talked about Miami. I yeah. feel like we, I've, and Mary Miami, fits unfortunately, in with this. has like gotten the short end of the stick. For, I know. It's not, not my just fault. You, for like the for, universe. Okay. I know. It's not fair. They're having such a good season. So I truly was like, in my head, I was like, oh, this is going to be a two-parter. And the irony here is we started part one by talking about like the funny math. And this will be fun. 509 part two. I don't think it should be 510. I think it should be 509.5. That's between you and God and your podcast, God. Yeah. Also known as me, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's Andy's Girls. Welcome back, Housewives writer and culture commentator, Louis Peitzman. Louis, how are we? I'm still doing pretty well. Now I'm, now I'm like, now I'm making a spin drift, so I'm even better. I got you lime. I, I didn't give you the option to choose. Um, who signed me up for Nikki Haley's? I caught one today too. How did she? I don't know if it's. No one should have my information. I got one too. God forbid I, I donated $1 to some Democrat yeah. 35 years ago, it's, which I, is impossible because I'm 24. <laughs> and I get, I used to during the, during the, the last, during every major election, I get a thousand. No, I got, I got a Nikki Haley one today too. And I, I wasn't sure if it was spam or not. I said stop, but I don't know. <laughs> Just say stop. It's, not. it's Nikki Haley. Before stop. you exit this, Sarah, please take 30 seconds to read this important message. I think it's someone stealing my identity. That could be Nikki Haley. That could be other people. You know what, though? I think it is. I think it is um, spam. spam because I said stop and there wasn't a response. And when you is yours three three nine two one zero five four nine one. I'm not taking that out of the podcast. Yes, it is. Wonderful. I think it. I think it's a scam. Maybe someone stole someone's contact. I don't know how technology works, but like people can like. F- is that phishing where they like take your contacts and then try to spam them? I just blocked the caller. Um, I'm gonna do that too. When you when you, you get a political text message and mm. you write back, um, stop. There will be an automated response That's that like, says, "I'm so you've sorry, been un- you've been unsubscribed." Yeah, report junk. I'm doing that. Delete. Um, I th- and and the fact that I'm not on any Republican mailing list made me think that it was like shady because I probably shouldn't have responded at all. But interesting. Now I we tested it. I, I said stop, and they did not um well, respond. I mean, there's some stuff I used to do. Um, I used to do text banking. Oh um, yeah, and people will often say very creative things, but not stop. <laughs> They'll often say like really vulgar or horrifying things in response, but they don't actually say like stop texting me. You know, it was like, but really, I would remove them anyway because they were being like vile. You know, it was really upsetting to me hmm. in watching Housewives and the Hustler. Oh my god, was finding out that Tom Girardi was a huge bundler to John Edwards, who was the love of my life for <laughs> years. No, I'm I am at my core, like that kind of like. I guess moderate kind of Democrat, left but of, I really left of center. 
Not too yes. much. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't, I'm not a registered Democrat. I truly am an independent, but like that's kind of, I'm like kind of like progressive y, but like a John Edwards kind. Mm-hmm. And I loved him and I did phone banking for him during primaries. I don't even know if I was doing text. Were text invented at that point? I was doing a lot of stuff I for him. I think text banking is relatively new. Yeah. And not then relatively back when page six was still like page six, page six, where, you know, obviously print was huge, but it came out in like all the stories of the day. It wasn't when this like blog universe of stuff coming up throughout the day. It was like at the start of the day, you had your stories for the day and those would go up extremely late at night so i would be in rhode island refreshing my screen waiting for the page six drop because i am psychotic and was like always that girl where i was like tell me the tea from like new york city society culture and and like you found out about and there was a blind item that said this elected is telling his mistress he will like marry her be with her when his wife is I still remember this. I remember this to the moment. <laughs> I remember how I felt. It said, we'll be with his mistress when his wife is, quote unquote, out of the picture. And my little ears went up because I said, out of the... Pi-. I said to myself, you know, this was somewhere in the mid-2020s, right? When I was... That's how math works. Whatever. In 20... 2010s? <laughs> You're in the 20s class. Whatever it was. Sure. But I said to myself, self... Something something in the buttermilk ain't clean. Is that, is that the, how that phrase works? Sure. I, I, <laughs> I just thought to myself, I feel, you know, because I was John Edwards coded, I was like, it's like the twilight where the little bear is like attracted to the, where it's like you find your partner and you protect them. The werewolf? Whatever. (laughs) Wait, what you're saying is that you didn't print it on John Edwards. Yes, I had imprinted on John (laughs) Edwards. Good Lord. It was like a bear that does security. You know what I'm saying? So I was the bear. Like security for John Edwards. And I was like, and there was no reason. There was no reason. Well, I mean, they very clearly, I think that they were telling us what was happening, but it was just, I was like, oh my God. And I, so I knew, I knew it was John well before we found out that he was cheating on his wife, Elizabeth, with the woman who would then birth his child, yeah. who his paternity he denied for a very long time in very, very awkward ways. P.S. Shout out. This is Housewife Psychology Podcast. But if you haven't read Game Change, gets he, into um, a lot of the nitty gritty. I think I Googled him not long ago because he's like a lawyer now. Well, he was always a lawyer. He's no, always but I mean, a like, billionaire. Like, even like Google him. He was like, you can, he has like a website for his law firm. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I Google his I'm just oldest daughter when, like, sometimes. Someone, she's fabulous. When someone who was like once, great stuff, I think. you know, a bigger name is now like. And now he's like a sort of a joke. He's a punchline. You can't People, understand. Yeah, I think he's more forgotten than anything I else. I went through a mourning process. I had invested years of my... I think I bought a shirt, which is extremely not me. Like, I don't... Because political games, whatever. But I bought a... When I think that, I bought a t-shirt. What, so was that... Was that 08? Or are you talking... Are you thinking about, like... I was, was I born was it, then? <laughs> no, because, like... Yeah, it was 2008. Was when he was the running mate. Well, no, wait. No, no, that was 2004, 2004. And then 2008, he was running mate. Okay. He, so I was, I was at Carrie Edwards. Did he run again? I started volunteering no, for political campaigns that. when I was, well, I was politically active since I was eight. I was an mm-hmm. eight-year-old Republican. And then I sort of became a moderate Dem and was volunteering for political campaigns well before I was old enough to vote. Um, when I was um, a kid... We lived on Clinton Street, and we put a Clinton Gore sticker on it when I was like, my parents helped me up and put a sticker on it. So, um, Cute. that was my political 
upbringing. And also, I learned how to say Michael Dukakis when I was. I'm obviously much older than you, so it's you would never like this. Much older but, than me. Um, anyway, much older. It's a it's a real generational divide. <laughs> one could think and say. Um, but the, the best of, thing is when that Dylan Dylan Hafer is the age that I definitely am. Uh-huh. So then sometimes I ask him how old we were. <laughs> That's always Sweet good. Of it. Can you believe he's in his? I mean, I can't believe it because we're the same age, mid twenties plus. He's like literally in the mid twenties plus. I had a, I've had a conversation with a friend multiple times who she we actually got into this the other day over over the phone. Uh, you know who you are. She's a hundred percent not listening, but um, we were talking about I have a, a birthday coming up. I'm a birthday mm-hmm, coming up mm-hmm. next month, and we were. This is truly we're gonna get into a part three. I can feel it. But um, uh, she was like, yeah, because when because you told me you were 25, and I said, friend, I never said that. I would never. What I say as a joke, which has become a thing, is that I'm spiritually mid 20s plus. Now, as I say that as a joke, I'm winking because as we know, I am absolutely in my mid 20s. But it's spiritual. And she was like, no, I believed you. I was like, you never did. You never thought that there. I know I can be extremely emotionally immature. And that's ageless by Ramona. But you never really thought I was 20. Not now. Maybe it's very, a month ago. It's very Sutton Foster and younger. Yeah, I I tried with that. I, I got I, through. I, I got through a couple seasons, and then I was like, I just can't take it anymore. Mm. I just can't do it. But I got through a couple seasons. Great. And what's his face is extremely hot. I don't. Mariska's husband, uh, Peter or something. Mm, yeah, I yeah, fucked yeah, that no, up. I, I, yeah. He's ex- extremely attractive. So he had me hooked. Well, good for her. Good for her, Mariska. Yeah, she spoke at my college, and I remember. Um, it was like <laughs> one of the parts of my bio on Facebook when Facebook was like in its early days in Even though you 2020, born, born, you 2020. <laughs> and it was like she was t- she was ma- it was a sort of a master class with actors and this and her acting coach, Larry Moss, and a bunch of like famous actresses who've um, uh, coached with him. And she said something along the lines of like, and there are certain forms of acting that she doesn't give a shit. And she said, you know, act like a pencil. Fuck you. And it just brought I mean, at, at a theater. Yeah. Tomorrow. It no, just I, brought the house down. She, and he was in the audience glowing. Because they were oh. fucking. I mean, they're a beautiful couple. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> housewives. <laughs> housewives. So as a two part two of this eight part Andy Scroll spectacular, we just talked about Beverly Hills once again. Miami getting the short end of the stick because I just had to regale you with stories of yeah. my youth. Um, I I've rewatched Beverly Hills, which we won't touch on unless we do, and you know if we do, I'm. I can't very happy. promise that I won't slip it in, and also Vanderpump Rules might just like pop I love up. to I love to I love to slip things in. Like yeah. I, I... <laughs> let's work on our phrasing. No, let's continue it. Um, so I watched the most recent Beverly Hills in Miami just from the for the purposes of like recording and other things. I think I've watched each episode three times. Mm. VPR is only going to get me once a season. You're only going to get one watch out of me. Yeah, I'm I can't do more than that. Watch. I do want to watch the Nick Vial of it all, but I just feel so overwhelmingly that Tom Sandoval is like one of the most manipulative people that we've seen. He's on not Bravo. good at it though. I know. I wish that was more entertaining, but it just makes me no, feel I, dirty. No, I just, but I'm saying, like, I don't feel like he's winning over anyone. To you don't decide. need to. You don't need to be successful no, 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 at no, it I, to I, be it. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, but Miami, <laughs> not to get but Miami. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull myself back from Vanderpump Rules into Miami. Um, Kiki. 
Kiki. Is she going to get her flowers? I hope so. I think it's really interesting because the idea that like Kiki deserves, deserves mojito, which I absolutely agree with. Oh, I forget they hold a mojito. But I'm also like, Adriana is a star. Like they're 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 all. You don't think Adriana? I'm nodding my head. No, I think Adriana is doing her best work and will continue to as a friend of. And we don't apologies to like her contract details, yeah. but I don't need her full time. She's giving me more than enough, and she she wants to stay on it so okay, much okay, that okay. it would it would just I'm it not would my, go my, bad my quick. Point, no, no, no. I think my point wasn't give her a mojito. My oh. point was that on Miami the mojito holder versus not divide is like so fuzzy oh yeah yeah, yeah. I think, agree like, it doesn't entirely matter i guess with kiki the biggest argument that i would make is like yes yeah, she had a valid point of like saying to lisa like you don't know my kids names which we, as we know from gina and shannon is like one of the best things you could say as a housewife um well i mean worse things that you could do what I mean. one, one, one of the one of the like know. one of the most like effective digs yes but I think with because it's so real, it's so real. But with Kiki, what's hard is like I don't know her kids' names, and part of that is because she hasn't had any. We don't we don't have solo scenes with her because she is a friend of. So I think there's a there's a case there of like show us more of her life because we should see more of that, and also Leisha should be forced to learn her kids' names. One hundred percent. So I think that's the biggest argument. But at the same time, like I think from a production standpoint, they might feel like our friends of are essentially friends of a name only. And they basically mm. function as full-time, you know, Kiki is someone who was not in that role season one. She was like season one, season four, mm -hmm. where she was like truly friend of, where she would kind of pop in for, for comic relief. This season is functioning much more as a Mary Seller Adriana, where she's like, she's there the whole time. She is driving plot. She is given an interiority that we did not necessarily get from her before, or she wasn't allowed to give. Um, but I don't know if they're going to actually upgrade her because maybe they don't feel like they have to. Mm. Um, I hope that, I think that the, the fact that they put her on Watch What Happens Live next to Kyle was, um, a good sign that they understand that she's a star and that they understand how much, like, this trip has been, is the trip over? I'm trying to think. Of the, the, yeah, they, I think the name of the trip is Adios. The last Was episode. it not? The most recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that trip was incredible, like a yeah. top tier house size trip. And that while everyone did A plus work, like Kiki was a huge part of that. And I think that the, that they realized that because to put her on what happens live next to one of the biggest housewives of all time, mm -hmm. I think is a really good like to me that's that shows our level of respect. She'll get second chair, but it's still a sign of respect. Yeah, no, the booking is the respect. Yeah. I think I think we're ready for it. I think it makes sense. I do want to see her life. Like she's talked about her struggles as a um single parent. I want to see that. I want to see more of the modeling, honestly. I want to see her kitchen. Like I want to see yeah. her I want to see her inviting people over and her being in command. I think that yeah, I think that I would like to see that also. I think that Miami is interesting cuz I don't know what I have not been able to figure out is like how much ratings actually matter and what the they don't tell us like they'll they'll tell us ratings including like DVR and all of that when they want to make a point about how great something is right but otherwise you're it, lost at sea in the release where they were talking about like how well everything's doing it was like all these shows breaking records and I think the Miami's was like better than last season like I think it's it's hmm. was it even on Bravo last season or it was Peacock, Peacock last season which was and then re-aired and then re-aired and no one watched it so like of course like 
it's better than last season because last season was like 10,000 people watched it on Bravo. But but those 10 were mighty and smart. I just, I, they're, like whether or not live ratings matter, the ratings of Miami are a third of like VPR, mm-hmm. you know, or less than half of Beverly Hills. Like it, it, I, I do kind of wonder if, and Miami looks expensive. I don't know if that's just because of like, how well they all dress and how colorful they all are but it looks it looks to me it's like what dubai tried but i found it to be really obnoxious on dubai of like trying to make it look too polished miami is like so vibrant that like it's different but it it does look expensive i don't know how much they're spending on production i just feel like is there going to be a time when they want to reduce the cast because of money like are, are we are we in danger of like any changes because of the cost of it um, just because it's not one of their successful shows. Mm. I don't I don't know. I mean, I really like it is a success. It's a critical success. But yeah, but like, does that does that like what they're but critical in what way? Because Bravo's not winning awards for Miami. But like we love it. No, I know. <laughs> I, I, I I love Isn't that enough? I love Miami. I, I watch never, it more than 10 people would. I never, I never wanted to go anywhere. I'm just like I really I don't know what conversation what they're talking about at like Bravo HQ yeah, about but they have to know that's their fault. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, no, it's no, not no. like I, the, I, the show isn't good, the cast isn't perfect. I think no, that's I, on that. I agree. I fully think that they get that it's a good show. Be best. Because they would great speaker. They would not say. have kept the cast the same every season if they didn't think that it was a success. Mm. But I think think i just wonder what they're doing because they've had a lot of flops recently and and i don't know like winter house which is a bit of a disaster mm. um like a show that i like actively dislike um but that's on pause right but that's what i'm saying like that's something they clearly wanted to make a thing there was an interview that came out with some execs there where they said like i forget which one it was where she was like Winter House is our most fun show right now. And they were clearly trying to make Winter House a thing. They had all of them, at, you know, all of them at BravoCon, all those random like deckies. And like they wanted Winter House to be a thing. And it kind of like flopped. Mm. The ratings were worse than Miami in many, I think at least some weeks. Um, and now it's on pause. I- I'm not worried about them putting Miami on pause. I just wonder like, would they get a reduced episode order? Would they like, would they not upgrade Kiki because it costs more money to have a full-time housewife? Like that's the thing that I'm wondering, given that it's not a rating success. They cannot fuck this up, right? They have to. I I, I would hope not. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. They make a lot of choices at Bravo that I think are bad. So Those are usually casting and editorial. This is more like executive, strategic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, but casting stuff factors into budget, and like, hmm. yeah, I don't know. I I think that there. I think that there are a lot of things going on there that obviously we're not privy to, but mm-hmm. like. The fact that, for example, regardless of what happens with the next season of Girls Trip, whether that ever airs, like the fact that they're not even filming another one, apparently, we haven't heard anything about another season of that. I just feel like there are a lot of like unanswered questions about the future of a lot of franchises. And so I look at any of the ones that are not performing in terms of ratings Mm -hmm. and I wonder what they're going to do there. Potomac's also, it was never at the heights of Beverly Hills ratings wise or Atlanta or Jersey. But it still has fallen throughout the season and obviously is 
kind of critically derided right now. So it's like... But that's an important franchise. This is why I don't pay attention to ratings, aside from the fact that I just don't... I, I just don't pay attention. Yeah. Is like, I don't care about... I don't care about don't ratings that they... in general for a show like Potomac, which I know is great. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like, oh my God, and this episode got 700,000, and this got like 640, and this got like 2.3. I don't... I That's not interesting But we know... Me. I understand why it's not interesting, but I'm saying like we know that they factor these things, like they factor in Q score of like. Right. I think my Q score is different because you know, spoiler alert, I don't run a network, so it's like that. That stuff to <laughs> no, me no, no, is I, not. I, think, I don't look at at success that way. I'm just thinking of it. I don't pay attention to it. Right. I just think that this is all part of the equation. And if a show, for example, sure. like Potomac is getting lower every week of the season and also people on Twitter are talking about how much they hate it. Yeah. They're going to make changes. Sure. Of course. Of course. But I'm also saying like the idea, like when you said, you know, it, it was never it potentially wasn't uh, as the audience wasn't as big as for Beverly Hills, for right, example. Right. I wouldn't say that that diminishes it in any way, no. because first off, I don't. um you know, alternate facts, number one. Number <laughs> yeah. two, I don't, I don't, that doesn't. Right. I'm saying, I think that they factor in. I don't use it as I think a, they factor in many different things. And I think with Miami, clearly they thought they want, they're pushing this show in terms of moving it to Bravo from Peacock. Clearly they like this cast, they've kept the same. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously understand the value of it, whether or not it's getting like superstar ratings. Um, but are they going to put more money into it? I don't know. I just I feel like it has to all they have to factor all of it in like they, like obviously ratings make some sort of difference to them. I don't know ultimately like what that is like what I think that they care about the brand a lot as mm-hmm. well and they care about the audience's perception and enjoyment of what they're what they're airing like mm-hmm. seems to be you know most important but there are yeah I, I think overall um, they have to be considering things from a financial standpoint as well. Sure. And um, anyway, if they ever got rid of Miami, I would like absolutely riot and they're not going to. So I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not saying that. But I, I do. I guess I also wish, wish when people watched it. But as you said, it's qual- it's quality, not quantity. That's what I took away from what you were saying. L- yeah, so that's, that's what I meant. We are the, the viewers of Miami <laughs> are TLDR. obviously the highest quality of viewers. Who do you think is like sort of f- who are you most connected to on Miami and who do you think is most important to the cast? That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, I don't know about most connected because I feel like it shifts. Mm. Like, I feel like this season, Gertie is obviously so important emotionally. Mm-hmm. Maybe last season I was more Dr. Nicole oriented. Um, I think it really just depends on the season. Um, but I love them all in, in their mm-hmm. own way, even the ones who are like, even like Larsa. Even though she's like terrible, I just like can't get enough of her. Mm-hmm. Um, most important is like so tough because I feel like they're all important. Mm. There were rumors about Gertie getting fired, <gasps> like after season two, I believe. Okay. Um, which I never thought was gonna happen. Yeah. But I, rem- I remember people were talking about this. Rude. Super rude. Um, but it works really well. It's a really, really good cast. And like this season, like Kiki has shown how integral she is. Like it's like every everyone is playing a role and is really important. I think if anything, like Alexia and Marisol have become less central, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're not important. <sighs> you I look just, like I love it so much. I just need people to now. You have me concerned. I'm like I'm not worried about. Well, I'm not ratings. worried about. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it going away. Yeah, it's Um, not going anywhere. It's like such a huge success for them. See, numbers don't matter anymore. Numbers don't matter. Yay. Normally feel. Um, Yeah, I I think I, I would, but I would guess going back to like the Kiki question, I would guess that at the very least they will keep the cast exactly the same next season. I can see them upgrading her or not. Um, I just feel like Miami in particular has gotten away with unfortunately paying some of the women less to show up in every episode, which is like how it works with a contract where you're paid by episode. Yeah. It's like I, I mean it's nuts. It is nuts. Um I think there's always I think that having upgrading someone from a friend of to a full time role is always a gamble. Mm-hmm. It's always something that feels like it's happened more often than it has. Mm-hmm. When Angie got upgraded, it was like they were they showed or some someone on Twitter like put all of them together. It's only like six of them maybe, mm. and like Angie turned out to be a success story, but like was <laughs> not at the start. And now like now she is we the stand. she is the star of Salt Lake City. Mother um, Marlo is an example of like how it can go super wrong. Where like Marlo was the ultimate friend of, and then became full time and was like she can she's. They should have done it earlier. They should have done it when she had like a strong what? relationship with Nini or yeah, a complicated one I mean, with Nini. Yeah. Like no, I mean it. They it just was. It was so late, and then it was so. It was honestly loaded because she had deserved it for so long, and like the video of her finding out that she has a peach and everything, and then it's just it was too late. It was, it was too, too late. late, and that makes me feel sad because I don't know that I can. I don't know that she can and should honestly yeah. go back to being a friend. I think I think Kiki has shown us that she could absolutely hold her own in yeah, solo she already scenes is. and and all of yeah. that. Um Oh yeah, in solo scenes 100%. But I I just, her confessionals are the I best. I wonder Miami so weird too. Remember when remember when Peter got a solo scene? Remember Peter, when Alexia's um, son oy. was with his dad? Do you remember that there was a scene that was just Ugh. Peter and his dad and I was like why would I ever want to watch this? Not great. But also like why were they filming a solo scene? It was the weirdest thing. You know But remember? that was was and, that reboot era or first gen? Reboot era. That was last season. Oh, I don't remember. And then like and then obviously like Marisol and Adriana get like like Marisol gets home scenes and she's a I'm just saying like they're yeah. very, very fuzzy with what it means to be a friend and of. And thank God for that fuzzy math, honestly, because No, I the only thing I feel bad for is like Adriana's check bank account. I know, but you know what? I don't know what we can do with that. No, really I mean it's don't. not it's not that, that part's not my responsibility, technically. Yeah. Um, technically. It's such a good season. Um I think that it there were parts of the season that were where like Miami is the show that is so always on and always at a level of competency, which sounds mm-hmm. like a a mark against it almost. Like I'm damning it with faint praise, but that is kind of what happens. Like mm-hmm. Beverly Hills was giving me so much, and Salt Lake City was giving me so much, and I would watch Miami, and it was always good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like it wasn't a comeback story like Beverly Hills or Salt Lake City mm-hmm. for me. So I was like. I wasn't talking about it. I wasn't thinking about it at the same level. It was only really when the trip happened that I was like, wait, this show is amazing and I need to like give it more of my attention. It does. It also helps that like Salt Lake City ended and Beverly Hills fell for me. So I was like, let me focus on Miami where I should have been all along. Speaking of more attention, yeah. can we spend a couple minutes on Married to Medicine? Sure. So... I, as you know, I am one behind, but... You are one behind. one behind. I am fully caught up. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And so here's my question to you. How do you feel that Quad and Quad's absence for the latter part of the season has affected 
the um, storytelling and maybe successive episodes. Do you feel like she should be there? Do you miss her? What's what? What is she? Here's completely yeah. separate from your experience of watching. Here's the problem, and I say this while noting that Mary Tibet has never had a bad season. Never. This is the worst season they've had, but it's not a bad season. It's the worst season they've had. It's the least. It's the least cohesive. I would argue. Um, and I think that the problem is it was sort of lose lose with quad because keep her around and you have like the real dynamics there. Mm. But you lose the fact, like, they also didn't want to hang out with her. So, and they weren't friends with her. So, it's like you keep her to make the group as a whole, but then you're kind of faking this relationship. Mm-hmm. Or you get rid of her and you don't have the organic conflict that drives that show. Um, so, I think it's been tough without her because I don't think the new additions are really mixing in the right way. I think Sweet Tea is, like, on a different show and so when she and Jackie were fighting, it was just very, like, or when she was trying to fight with Jackie, it was like... Trying to fight. We know that, like, that's not how you approach... Like, that's not going to work with Jackie. You can't just, like, say fuck you to Jackie. Like, it's not... That doesn't mean she's on a different show. That just means she she's just a different person. Right, but I mean, like... I think she might behave in that way regardless of what show she's on. Right, but I think that, like... It's just not something that works on Married to Med or with, I guess it doesn't work with Jackie. You can't, so, and then there's that. And then I think Phaedra, in her Phaedra way, is always going to give us what Phaedra wants to give us. And so she's had like some amazing moments because she's incredible television always. And like, I'm so grateful to have Phaedra back in my life. Um, But I don't think she makes a ton of sense on the cast, Mm -hmm. especially because she was brought in as Quad's friend. It's like, what is she really doing there beyond that, like, we all wanted Phaedra back and they couldn't put her on, on Atlanta while Candy was there? Mm. I think that there's, to me, no question that she ends up back on Atlanta. Yeah, that does feel like sort of destiny at this point. But if I were if I were married to Med producer, mm-hmm. um, I would be looking at how to reintegrate Quad into the show. I would be looking at potentially Mariah. Like, if I were gonna, if I were gonna, like, think about casting i would be looking at like or i would bring back contessa like there i would i would want i want it to be i think that show works best with like the group that they have the reason that show is so strong is because they found actual friends who have been together for 10 years now who like fight and make up i think it's really hard to add new people to that show but quad is not friends with anyone and anymore and she doesn't have an interest in friendship with the cast without a camera there that's yeah. not a critique of her no that's no just no the reality. I, I hear i hear you it's easier said when i'm saying like reintegrate her it's like easier said than done because it's like how do you you can't make them have a relationship and it's a worse dynamic i think with mariah and the rest of the cast so yeah, you have probably. two no, people I, who were integral and in, incredibly incredibly yeah. important to the success of marriage medicine neither of whom i think organically fit that's, that's, so wouldn't that yeah. compound the issue? No, you're probably right. I mean, like, I guess that I would just, I would say, Contessa to me, I didn't want her to be fired. Yeah, I was surprised and she I, fired, and I think Scott's that, a lot. Like, Scott's a lot. Totally. But when she showed up at the wedding, I was, like, delighted to see her. And I think she does have a real connection to them. So, mm-hmm. like, I would at least like to see her back. Yeah. Um, Sweet Tea doesn't really make any sense because I don't think those men were hanging out with Dr. Gregory when before she showed up right like they weren't they weren't hanging out with him a ton 
Yeah. So why is Sweet Tea on the show? Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen 
is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered home threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to homethreads.com today and live your best real housewives life. Go to homethreads.com slash Andy Scrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's homethreads.com slash Andy Scrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. There's a question. Um, how do you feel about Dr. Alicia? Um, I don't know yet. She didn't really do anything for a long time. Um, Mary Tomet is always weird with friends of mm. where like they tend to like not really stand out because the show has so many dominant personalities with real relationships that like whenever they add one in, it always feels a little bit like, what are we doing here? Um either they're like the center of a major conflict, like um Buffy. Mm -hmm. or like they're just kind of there at last season what was her name last season um she fought with toya oh um got pregnant pregnant. she got she she was pregnant on the on like um one of the the cast trip i'm sorry i'm losing my i've lost my head oh that's what i mean she's not she wasn't memorable i guess is the point um i'm sure people remember who she is um i'm apologies apologies and I really don't like the storyline of um, Dr. Alicia's husband being like... He is... I'm having a really hard time with that. And I appreciate the way that the other men, some of them, have pushed Eugene. back against... Right, because he's, he's like, the... He's, spoiler alert, women are people. Right, because, And Alicia's husband's like, how dare? Because, <laughs> because <laughs> what a Eugene joke. Eugene is like the best man on that show. I mean, I, many of them are are great men. But, but yeah, he's Dr. Eugene is like incredible. Um. I, I, I Dr. Don't, Eugene winning the cooking contest. Oh he was like, I, I loved it. I love Toya and Eugene. Mm-hmm. Like they are like the first couple of Bravo to me. Wow. I just love them. Okay. I love them. I do love them, but Simone has my heart I, by I, a mile. I, I and love Simone and Cecil and like what we've been through and experienced oh with God. them. And the fact that they have really come back together and flourished. I mean, this there's this whole dynamic Heavenly is doing, a l- and I really genuinely enjoy Heavenly, even though I disagree with her about almost everything she does in the show, <laughs> like genuinely. Um, I do love her confessionals where she like slips in talking about sex and daddy's like, just like sign. He's like, he's like essentially whispering, like, we don't talk about that here. And she just does it every single time. But her whole thing of, you know, you wouldn't have picked um, Hilton Head if you really, you know, liked your good friend because of uh the whole marital discord and the affair and everything Curtis else had an affair there right and she just pushed it so hard in a way that was just so frustrating to watch because it was it's like okay she forgot or didn't or didn't you know piece the two together she obviously i genuinely believe she obviously didn't intend in any way to upset jackie she said it she apologized heavenly just continues to push it and push and push it so frustrating but one of the things that simone said to jackie and the group was like you're the reason i'm still married to my husband like why do you think i would ever come for your marriage in that way what evidence do you have to to even suggest that or believe heavenly and like i appreciate you you are the reason i'm still married and she's a hundred percent right i think that like she's right in what yeah, in yeah. the way that jackie and the I rest think, of the cast you know fought yeah, for their marriage I mean, heavenly is being heavenly and also like i think that 
maybe there is a distance between Simone and Jackie that will never be fully repaired because and maybe that's not the worst thing. I agree. But I think that like there is something there. I don't think that Simone did it intentionally to hurt yeah. Jackie, but I think that like it was easy to turn it into a thing because some level of trust was lost that will mm. never come back. Even though what Jackie was upset about was ridiculous, which was that Simone wasn't standing up for her when she was heinous to Buffy. When she, you know, that was the whole mm-hmm. start of it. Um, I didn't like how that all played out. That was when I was like, really like the season's really testing me because I think that initially Jackie not showing up was real, but also mm-hmm. like, this is a TV show. Everyone's marriage has been put under a microscope on this show. And this is your 10 year anniversary trip that they've basically broken the fourth wall to say it's our 10 year anniversary trip mm-hmm. and you're going to not show up because you're afraid of getting a question about the affair that mm-hmm. was a major storyline on the show. Like you probably will. And that's probably what should happen. I don't think that they should have. I don't, I understand why they didn't want to like have it be a whole storyline. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not really playing by the rules to be like, we're going to opt out of this. Yeah, I I got nervous for a second when it, it appeared that um, we were not getting Jackie and yeah. Curtis on the trip. And then when Heavenly, but then when Heavenly was like, I'm not coming. And it, I then I was like, oh, okay, so they are all coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Heavenly is not going to skip out on the cast trip right. as, a, as a genuine show of friendship. To I just Jackie. feel like she's, if she's you want, if you want to be a full-time cast member, you have to play by the rules of everyone else. And that means like occasionally getting uncomfortable questions and having some of the negatives of your relationship. They've all, they've all shown sides of their relationship that I'm sure they wish they had not shown. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not like married to med is in trouble. Like, like we need to fix it. Like, I, I just think that they have to, I do think that I want them to rethink things for next season. And, and, and I do think that getting Phaedra onto Atlanta will help. Yeah. I do think probably getting rid of Sweet Tea will help. Um, I would bring Contessa back. I won't push Mariah or Quad because I think you made good points about why they don't really fit on that show anymore. Um, Mary to Met is a really tough one. It's it's the most of all the shows where we're meant to believe these are real friends, which is like basically every show on Bravo. It's one of the ones that feels the realest. And the more you fuck with that reality, the harder it is to like make the show work. Yeah, and they also have the best kids of any show. Yeah, I mean it's, it's like it's a, it's, it's a great. it's a family show. It's like a show It's a really where, genuine it's yeah. a genuine family show. Um I think that I'm having a hard time with Vanderpump Rules. Beca- Wait, I'm not. I don't. Okay. We can go back to Matt Ma- Ma- Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but I think that like Vanderpump Rules this season is like has broken the fourth wall a bunch mm-hmm. because they have to at this point. But at the end of the day, I'm still supposed to like believe that like James would come to Tom Sandoval's birthday party or that Tom and she know what happened to run into each other. Like it, it's it's so fake or that Ariana would go to Tom. Tom- like it's not. It's they're both acknowledging reality and then they're still playing these roles. And I think that like, I'm not as interested in following that because it seems so phony to me. I I already know that Ariana's not going to forgive Tom Sandoval nor, nor should she. So like, what am I watching? Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. Where, I, where do you fall in the Schwartz of it all? In what sense? Um, I have empathy for him. He's the devil. I don't care. I guess I'm somewhere. I guess I'm somewhere in between. Yeah, I I think that he 
sucks. I think that that is a situation where the timeline should come out because I I do think it's clear that he knew more than he let on earlier than he said he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just kind of like I don't know what we're working toward on on Vanderpump Rules. These shows are all about conflict and resolution, and I don't believe there's resolution on Vanderpump Rules. So we're in this weird like holding pattern where we're like, you know. I think for a lot of viewers, it's like, I'm tired of Scandal. I don't want to keep like going over this, but it's like, it happened. This was filmed shortly thereafter. And also like, what do you expect them to do? Like just move on. And then they're all friends again. Like it's not, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know what, what the the path forward is for that show. Hmm. And I don't think it's the Valley. No, I'm so, it does not look good. That promo looked real tough. So bad. Both. Yeah. Britney's inability to deliver like one convincing line and then the mess the the whole the thing about adulting when Jax is spiritually mid 40s plus mid 50s plus mid 40s plus mid 40s genuinely mid 40s literally yeah, yeah. there's no spirituality there yeah no he's really mid 40s if you're adulting at that age like I don't really need to watch that I think you should probably figure your life out I um don't know if I believe that but I I really don't have any curiosity about the show no I don't I don't either like, I'm not interested in it, but it's great that it's there because I love background music. So that might be something that I have. But in the I think, but I think, I, I do, I know that show, housewives. I think that show exists in part because Vanderpump Rules, as we know it, doesn't make sense anymore. And they will have to figure out how to keep some of these people on their network. Sure. I don't think they're going to do, I think they're going to, the season of Vanderpump Rules, I don't see another season of the same cast, but I think they want to keep them all on, on Bravo. You know what's interesting to me, maybe the most interesting to me about Vanderpump Rules is whatever is going on with Ariana and Sheena. That is interesting to me. You mean how they like aren't best friends? Well, it just, it seems like in, I don't know if it was the after show for VPR or something where Sheena's like, yeah, I just don't like hear, or maybe she said it on uh, Vanderpump Rules Classic, but like, you know, I don't really hear from Ariana anymore and she's so busy. And I'm like, ooh, let's, um, let's focus on that for an hour. It's, it's tough because by circumstance, Ariana has been forced to like be besties with Katie and Lala. By circumstance, she went into business with Katie. Uh, yeah. Are you giving me a face like you don't no, think that's real? It's real. Um, if it wasn't real, that restaurant would be open by now. I it don't would be a set. That's true. I don't think that they had a great relationship before that happened, and I don't think that like I think that they haven't convinced me those that they really like love each other and love spending time together. I think Lala in particular, Lala and Ariana seem to not like each other, and they keep performing friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I, I just feel like we're so far past the point of like organic relationships on that show, aside from the broken relationships that are kind of like littering the stage now. Wow, wow, wow. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like, I, I really like, I don't even, even in some of those cases, like, I don't think that like, do you really think that Tom Sandoval and James are like so hurt by each other? Like at this point, like, I think James genuinely was, I think him going to this, to Sandoval's party for three seconds was very odd. I I don't think Sandoval, I think Sandoval genuinely feels like James is up, upset is hypocritical because Sandoval is an idiot. Yeah. Um, so I do, I think that James was genuinely hurt. I do. Do I think that James is interested in having a relationship with Tom? If he is, oy vey. But you know what's weird about that is that he made it, he made it seem like his, like, that his upset was caused by the fact that 
like first it was the ultimate betrayal it was like you you was my ex and like mm-hmm. all of that but he was sort of framing it like I had this theory that you and Rachel were together and no one believed me and I was ostracized because of that, which I don't think we ever saw play out. That Tom and Rachel had started earlier than what No, we- no, no. That like James was kind of portraying it like I was like, I had problems with the group because I believe this and like oh. I was gaslit into thinking that it wasn't actually happening. But like, I don't remember that ever happening on the show. Well, maybe that's that ties into his whole argument. Is like I was aware of things that yeah, it was uh, it was it was weird. Shown in it was weird because like I feel like it would have been enough for him to be like, you know, you lied to me repeatedly and yeah. you were sleeping with my ex and like whatever. But like it was a weird narrative that I felt like didn't match what we saw last season. Can we circle back to the best show on Bravo first? Mary Man. Yeah. Yes. Um, I guess this is going to be maybe potentially a controversial take. Book ending with my fascination with Beverly Hills this season. Mm-hmm is the fact that, you know, as I sort of said moments prior, I don't miss Quad. And I found maybe it was because I was in that immersive experience yesterday for six episodes without stopping. But I just thought to myself, hot dog. I said hot dog. (laughs) I really enjoy the season. I don't feel like anything is missing. I I don't feel like it's chaotic. I feel like the tension that we're seeing between the couples on the trip is like genuine and interesting and dynamic. I'm missing nothing. The only thing I want to miss is Dr. Alicia's husband not being on this show because continuing continuously talking about women needing to be trained and it's like a guttural thing yeah. like he's he's trying to assert his dominance but i think it's also guttural insecurity that is frustrating to me because these women are professionals they're all highly successful in their um very challenging fields and careers and he's talking to them like they're a joke he's yeah. talking at them like they're a joke and you can tell his wife is not with this so it's that is that takes me out of it a little bit because i just think he's he's just and he keeps talking about and like the not the oral pleasure of it all and like there's a lot of stuff that's complicated to unpack but he just continues to try to push himself as the most simplistic version of himself and their relationship and marriage together in a way that is it's challenging it's infuriating and I feel bad for the other members of the cast who have to be in the same room with this man because he just he proselytizes over and over and over again about trying to diminish women. These aren't real women. Yeah. Women have one place and it's like barefoot I in the think kitchen. It's, it's also tough because Married to Med has had regressive gender politics a lot of the mm. time over the past many years. I think it's gotten better about that. But if you like, as someone who marathoned all of it, like, mm-hmm. was it like a year ago now? Okay. A year plus? Like, there's some not great stuff in there mm-hmm. about a woman's role. And even from the husbands of like very successful doc not that you know that you shouldn't respect your wife regardless of what she's doing or not doing but you know what i mean like it's i'm saying like heavenly and damon the way they would talk about their relationship was at times a little bit regressive i i think um i think the show has evolved and their understanding of those dynamics have evolved and this feels like a step backward to be like kind of bringing back this idea of like you know training your wife and like it was never that bad before but i just mean like i think it's a step backward in terms of the gender politics of the show but i think some of the stuff with heavenly and daddy is like a little bit of a dance but sorry no no no. i i i I know i I think it's a little bit of a dance like i think the dr alicia husband dynamic is 
is intense and very real. And I think the heavenly Dr. Damon, like he says one thing at one point in one of their confessionals of like, you know, if you're a, was it maybe like if you're a king, you don't need to announce your title kind of stuff. And like, I don't know. I, I just think if it's a dynamic that works for both of you and you're relationship who am I to decide whether or not it's regressive or traditional like if it works for both of them and there's some humor here yeah I and he's not forcing his thoughts and feels on the other members of the cast versus Dr. Dr. Alicia and her husband like Dr. Alicia does not seem comfortable in this dynamic and she doesn't seem to be in agreement about it that to me is not like a traditional relationship quote-unquote that is a relationship that is uh not one that both players are interested in participating in or feel supported in. And I, that's problematic. I for guess me. my point is more is less about judging individual relationships and more that the show as a whole mm-hmm. was more was had moments in earlier seasons where it was more comfortable leaning into a more traditional gender dynamic and highlighting roles in a way that to me felt a little bit regressive mm-hmm. and that we've moved far past that. And this is a major step backward. In fact, what he's saying is worse than what was on the show has been on the show before. And, and and I agree with you that it's like bad in its own way. Yeah. Um, I think that you were saying like that you feel like the season is great and it's not missing anything. I always feel like not always, but for like many seasons that are a little bit disappointing for me, like watching them, like marathoning them is, is just going to be a better experience because you're not taking in individual, like disappointing episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that makes a really big difference there. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm one behind, so I think the trip maybe could be a a game changer for me. Given that also, like, the trips are so important to yeah. Married to Med in a way that like Housewives trips are important, but like Married to Med seasons kind of built to this conclusion at the couples trip. It's a little bit different. Um, also, on the quad question, like I have never. I mean, I was a huge quad fan at the beginning. I definitely was like sort of tired of her shtick over the past couple of years. Sister Circle was a tough generation of the quad so, journey. So I don't know that like what I'm feeling now is that like sad that she's not there. But I think some element of like natural conflict was removed. And now it's a little bit like... I, it's a feel a little bit aimless this season in terms of like what we're actually what are the like storylines here why not put quad on atlanta that's a good question i think the hard thing about quad is that she is so um commanding i was gonna say performative that like she like quad ha- brings an energy that is very soapy and very big and i think that it can often feel not real and so like i think that i don't know if that's what atlanta needs is more of that energy sink or swim babe so you think put her on atlanta to what she's happens? either gonna work on this network or she's not so if it's not working on married to medicine we know she's a star and she's extremely talented yeah. let's see what happens on atlanta there's already friction with phaedra didn't support me at a time in which i need her yeah i would love to see quad interact with kenya i so you would, would be so very would, interested in that dynamic want... and speak and portia are you kidding me so so put quad in would, atlanta how's so... that conversation not happening Maybe it is. It might be. So, it should so be. You're, so you're saying you want quad with with the Phaedra. You want to have both of them on Atlanta. A hundred percent. Okay. So like, you have you have working tension. Yeah. Because I think we are all kind of curious what's going to happen with Portia and Phaedra. So it's like let's put in another dynamic here. Yeah. So we're looking at this Atlanta season. We have Portia, Portia, Phaedra, 
we don't have Phaedra I'm yet. Saying, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying this this imagined season. Oh, sure. Uh, we have that 100%. Por- Portia, Portia Por- Kenya, <laughs> Sheree. I would love Sheree. I am fine with her being friend of, okay. but I would love her full time because I just think she's been fired so many times and we, <laughs> we know she's going to be back. You know it's going to happen a fourth time. Yeah, yeah. We've all accepted it. It's one of the best parts of uh, she by being on traders is that like she does she's lost at sea it's iconic uh-huh. so like if we need to fire her a fourth time I would hate that but like we know we're bringing her back so it is a little bit of an okay, LOL so so, I'm so just... we have she by in some capacity yeah in this absolutely confirmed guys breaking news we are the <laughs> we're confirming com. Yeah. we are truly confirming it in our minds and that's how um imagery works Mm -hmm. right um so we have portia definitely also definitely because again this is uh this has been announced uh, on andy's girls it's an exclusive portia kenya phaedra shibai yeah three more slots so quad quad and then two newbies Ugh, two is not good. You think? I think we need maybe two full timers and one friend of. Okay. I think two, but like three's a crowd. But like I so if three's a crowd, two full timers and one friend of, but that's gonna be extremely tough for anyone new if you are really stacking the deck as with long extremely as we keep, successful, driven, established reality TV stars. As long as we keep Kim off, I'll be fine. Kim is Kim I like cannot have a Kim Zolciak That's Zachary never going to happen. It, it, the only way it would happen is if she has some sort of like apologies to Denise Richards. I don't mean this as an insult, but like some sort of like Denise Richards-esque cameo. But, but like that would be so dark because it's like, it's funny hey, though, how's everything like, going with those wigs you're selling someone, for $10,000? Someone Denise got invited to the reunion. That's huh? Denise's cameo blew up so much that she is now at the reunion. Why is she there? To like relitigate the fight, I guess. Who's producing? <laughs> It's a really, it really is a reunion. Really good question. Wow, um, wow, wow! If you're not getting what you need on the core, ep- like the the reunion is supposed to be an extension yeah, no, of I, the show, I, not an entirely new show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. Um. Okay, so I think she's yeah. not even a friend of. She's kind of, and I love I... Denise. Bring back Denise, but don't. Don't pretend we've brought Denise back unless we've brought her back. Otherwise, you're making me feel I'm like hoping, I shouldn't feel confident about your skills producing this. I'm what I, the only hope I have for the reunion and Denise's role on it is that she. See can how act. we always go back to Beverly Hills. People should talk it. It doesn't mean anything. I don't like the season, whatever. But you're still talking about it. You're I, still driving the conversation that what, way. What I need Denise to say to the nine hundred two one. Uh oh, you still like it. <laughs> Kyle lives in Encino. <laughs> That's um, a great title. Kyle lives in literal Encino. Um, I need Denise to say what she's actually upset about. And maybe it's not, but this is what I want to hear the is branding? the way that they threw her under the bus and let Rinna steamroll her with the brandy stuff. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I'm so glad you said that because now I know what I want to do tonight is the watch you're so angry scene again. And the uh. issue is like, I've really wanted to watch that scene again, like in full and like tap it into something else. But then something else got my attention. I don't even know what it was. I don't know what it was. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we brought it back then. But you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't want to hear Denise show up at the reunion and be like, you talked about sex in front of my kids. Like, we really can't do this again. Like it would like Eric- I don't think she's gonna talk about that. I think she's gonna talk about the fact that like she felt weird about Dorit and like she definitely didn't drink before going to the dinner. Lord. Which okay, but like is a mess, by but, the way. But aside aside from all of that. Or consume anything. If she, if she and Erica are going to have words again, mm-hmm. I would like to talk about the actual 
like what actually happened to Denise her last season was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Not because of something that, not because of Erica speaking vul- in vulgar terms around her kids. I'm sure that was upsetting in its own way, but it's not. It's not the major issue and why Denise left the show. But the so. problem with not t- with the problem with Denise wanting to talk about the brandy stuff is you can't do that without Rena. Yeah. So it's like that's maybe the, Rena that's will the, show up. Shut just, up. I'm just kidding. That's the issue with Denise trying to have this conversation with Erica is like, sure, you could have a part of the conversation with Erica, but it's you're laughing. It, no, I'm laughing. I was sorry. I was laughing you're at because you think Rena's going to show up. No, I was laughing. Thinking, I was laughing thinking promo. about Denise saying, "Watch the show." Oh, because if you watch the show, what I would assume she was mad about was the way that they all like. But she can't remember. I can't remember. Like, I don't remember Erica's specific role in that because I just think Rinna. I think Rinna. I think Kyle. I think Teddy. I think it was honestly that they didn't. No one stood up for her, really, as far as I remember. Garcelle, no? A little bit. A little bit. But I just mean like no one was like, we have to stop this. We're going to ruin this woman's marriage. No, they were like producers are telling us to continue talking about Absolutely. it brandy's in full glam we're gonna continue talking about it yeah no and now brandy's at a lunch like um and the, the capri room never forget um since you live in beverly hills can someone can someone please get me a plastic lemon you know they go those are them. in those are in encino so how far is that from it, okay my parents live in the valley now so we live close to all the vanderpump rules people okay we, my parents, when I'm, but I'm, when I'm in LA, that's where I'm, where okay. I am. That is much closer to Encino. Encino's in the Valley. Someone so, get me. So a, I, I will, can, I will make go. a PO box go. for someone to send me a lemon. Well, I was gonna say I will go to the Capri Room next okay. time I'm in LA. Thank you. And get you a lemon. I just want, I just want one lemon. I have a rack of art here in the office, and we have, I mean, a beautiful painter painted Archie Bedore for me, and a guinea pig. I have a, a comic strip about the um, iconic arrest bath on Salt Lake. Someone sent me an in memoriam Dorinda mug when she was put on pause, but actually fired. As the rest <laughs> of the cast, because the show does not exist anymore. What are you on pause? From. We need to change she's, that language. She's on pause. I love her so much. I miss, um, her. I miss her already. She she turned it around on on Girls Trip, where like she got less mean after the first couple episodes. I was proud of her. Yeah, because I think she realized that Kristen isn't the enemy. Yeah. Right. No, I think you're right. I mean, I, I yeah. just tough stuff. Tough stuff to watch. Rough, her. Tough stuff. Um. We're well, just staring at each other. No, I'm just thinking like real quick. Like, what haven't we covered? Um, a lot. A lot. Uh, I I'm very I'm very nervous about the lack of content coming up. Um, Everyone says that we I said that am. at the beginning of COVID. No, but they're at really the beginning is. of the second COVID. Well, what's coming up? The third. I, everything. Dubai. We're not. I'm not watching. Are you I'll, watching? I'll watch, but I will watch, and I I'll, I'll put it on the background. The first season was terrible. It was terrible. Is it only the second season? Yes, because like they be pulled the it. They called it for two years. That's a sign that it's great. Exactly, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> um, okay, I'm excited for Jersey, but that's not gonna be till a couple months. Sidebar. What? And we'll continue this conversation. Yeah. You see what everyone dressed up as for the People's Choice? It was like. Joan Rivers, like oh, I didn't. A, a dream for her. It was a fantasia of terrible, terrible I, style. Beverly Hills. There's. Oh, a, I like the picture of Erica that like kind of looks like sad on the corner. I mean, it, the the cast of Beverly Hills together looks like a, a just an absolute fever dream. And then you look at it was three people from New Jersey. It was Melissa, Marge, and somebody else from New Jersey. I'm so sorry, I forget who it was. And they look so Fuda? fucking. 
Mm, I no. don't want it to be food. Um, they look so good. They look so good. And I don't know if they'd like plan this, but it was like complimentary, like whites, beige, a little sparkle, black. Like they looked they fabulous. They did. And I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it was like Beverly Hills look laughable. And then it was New Jersey killing it. Anna so, Marie's dress. Oh, that was tough. That was, that's that not, was some not tough material. Um, like quite literally okay, the material okay, cheap, my, which is tough. My point is that... New Jersey we have coming up. That's going to take my full attention. Okay. 100%. Okay. Jackie and Marge, I... I am excited to see how that plays out, even though it's going to make me feel insane. I, I, I tried talking to her about it when um uh when yeah, she was in the office. It was a great office. interview. Thank you. Um, um, but then that was pre that was pre Melissa. Yeah, that was when it was just Marge. Yeah, I've been talking about that for years. I'm sorry in advance. I couldn't be more fascinated. Okay, my, but but mm. it's gonna be a while till we get Orange County. It's gonna be a while till we get New York hasn't even started filming yet, or maybe they did start filming. I don't think they did. No, I think they're still figuring out. Yeah, New York. Jen is available. I don't guess. know what's happening. Um, Atlanta's not even starting until later this year. Later, New York, New York. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. So yeah, so it's like we're so not. So we've we're, got some major franchises. We're not, and that's a little bit of a wink to say that New York is major. I think currently, airing but. airing three to four at the same time is too much. Oh great! And I Two wish that three. they had spaced it out because I feel like we're going to have a summer without much to watch. That's never going to happen, babe. Okay. It's okay. never going to okay. happen. We're always going to have stuff to watch. What are all the franchises that we haven't mentioned? Dallas? How's that doing? <laughs> DC? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Marisol's ex-husband using saran wrap no, around so a we're fish. Not, we're, not trout. Gonna, we're not going to have... I, I wish we were we were getting Orange County. I mean, I just need Orange County back in my life. But that's in extremely early days. I know. I know. And, Pray um, for my queen. Pray for my angel. My, my broken bird. Salt City just started filming um that i feel good about i do too i do I too i think it's in a i mean it's gonna prove everyone wrong not everyone the people who are the, didn't we have this conversation last season it's gonna prove everybody wrong you're not did, gonna though. need to i know so do we need to do it again why do we have to prove to anybody well, you have to prove to me but i feel like the monica stands have very strong opinions okay i'm <laughs> Um, Please like it. i feel yeah no i feel good about salt lake city i feel good about orange county but it's gonna be a long time I feel good about Orange County, but I really worry about Shannon, like in ways that I never thought I could worry about her. Well, I worry about her every day. I know, I know. In ways I, I know I can imagine because I've, I've felt that. I before. cannot believe that I have to see John Jansen again. I he is so he's a reptile number one, <laughs> and apologies to snakes because we need a new term in which to identify the animal that he is. But it really makes you feel a certain way about Alexis that she's this desperate. Like it's gross. And like I get, you know, I've they were friends, I've, whatever else. I've but just, it's just, it's very, it's very. It does frantic. sort of taint what I was. Ex- I still am excited for her. I, my, the way I'm playing in my head, Shannon, she's always going to be sacrificed. The way that it's playing out in my head is that Alexis is just really stupid and doesn't know that no, John Jansen like is. Gonna, she's going to really because I think Shannon's going to be like a mess. I think she's going to be berserk about this, and that makes me feel nervous because I don't think I think Alexis might look better than she what is. If, what if Shannon were just like, let me have a one chill season? What if she like? What <laughs> if she just the, like? Yep. What if she were just like? I'm going to not doing react. Community service. I'm going to just like. Yeah, I'm gonna this just, is like, the season. Have a chill season. Well, she's not going to be drinking right but I... she is gonna be warring with tamra and that's concerning that's very concerning because tamra has a way of it's just gonna this is the issue with tamra is that she always goes too far and she has no true allegiance yeah yeah but goddamn she made good tv but she just she runs real quick and real hot 
she's it really... kind of it kind of like in a shot in a Freud way though maybe happy that she flops on traders. Oh my god, I was so happy. I literally because I was just I was, I was like, you know what? Like Tamara doesn't get to win all the time. Tamara needs to like sometimes be Tamara's humbled. A f- <laughs> LOL. I some Tamara was such a flop, and I was doing a live reaction on stories while I was watching that episode, and I just put ha ha ha. <laughs> when she when she was like crying when she got murdered, I was like, no one cries when they get murdered on trainers. Oh, it I loved it. I loved it. She knew that she fucked up though, because she was like not gonna get a good like she like that's a show where like Sheree hasn't done a single thing, she's queen. but she's like getting a lot of like attention because she's just in the show. She's out to lunch. I um, love it. But Tamara made no impression. Sad for her. Oh God, trainers is so good. So good. I think they need to fast track another trader season. Listen, this brief combo about <laughs> traders has inspired me. We're going to hop over to the Andy Scrolls Patreon to record a little Patreon deep dive of the traders, L traders, one could say. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis Pitesman, in the meantime, tell the EGs where they can follow you on social. At Lewis Pitesman on everything. I don't think I need to list them all. I use Twitter. We did the on most. part one. Yeah, I know. I use Twitter the so most. So list them. Instagram. Instagram. And no, I'm going to listen again. Instagram and Letterboxd, the ones that I use the most. This has been such a delight, such a journey. I like that we've been taking some twists and turns just for me as a podcaster. I'm like, I feel like doing a part two. And look at me now. We're recording a Patreon about traders. Part three. Just a, just a, it's, it is a spiritual part three. So if you want to listen to that episode, which is up now, go to patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Follow me on Instagram and threads. You're going to make threads happen. Threads is already happening. I need threads to make me happen. So um, head on over there. Same handle. I'll do some. I'll do some. I'll talk. I'll talk on threads. It's going to be great. Um, In the meantime, Liz Pitesman, until we speak again in three seconds on the Patreon. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming back. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.